reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da 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 doom patrol. podcast i'm your host scott coles and with me as always is murray fox and this week we are looking at doom patrol number 39 from december 1990 it's a grant morrison richard case mark mark mckenna production (laughs) yes all ably edited by art young i bet i think so at this point yep it is it is. I will apologize in advance for my voice. It uh, <laughs> took a little beating this weekend, the Canada Day weekend, so uh, it's still a little bit rough. <laughs> that is all right, because all the folks listening to this, I'm sure, are celebrating their 4th of July, and their ears are probably ringing with fireworks, fireworks and whatever else they do down there. Oh, yeah. Hot dogs and stuff. Happy birthday, America, and happy half birthday to me. All right. <laughs> there you I'm go. I'm excited to start celebrating just my half birthdays from now on. That's right. My birthday's in January, and that just sucks because it's cold and it's cold and it's wet and it's everybody's already all exhausted from Christmas and yeah, 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 yeah. A half birthday is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Excellent. Alrighty. Here we go. We got... I've forgotten the name of this place, but we got the uh, the big planet floating on the uh, cover there. No, it's not the planet. It's... It's the Judge Rock. Yeah, the Judge Rock. It's one of the things within. A weird sort of Picasso-esque iteration of the Judge Rock, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's all sort of melty and scully and stuff. Yes. A new interpretation of... of I've been the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've been Bisley'd. Yeah. There are worse things. Totally. <laughs> all right, so we open up with a prologue. The way the last couple of issues have, we've got an old lady... Or maybe a young lady. She's just got an old lady face. An old lady clothes. But who knows? Maybe she's like middle-aged. Anyway, we got a lady. <laughs> she's wandering the streets. She's got a little card in her hand. A little uh, business card. Madame La Sirene. The dead are with us always, says her card. Oh yeah, she's in New Orleans. Because her card says her place of business is New Orleans. So while the lady is walking up to meet Madame La Sirene, she's hearing uh, voices. Watson, come here. I want you. Watson, I want you. And when she gets in, she meets Madame La Sirene, and she's repeating the words, Watson, I want you. And, she, and, and our little lady is like, I beg your pardon. 
<laughs> and Madame explains those were the first words ever spoken on the telephone by Alexander Graham Bell to his assistant, Thomas Watson. The first words were a conjuration, a summoning. Those first words were unwitting magic. The telephone, thus empowered, became a medium through which ghosts might communicate. Watson, come here. Interesting. And then the lady says, Oh, well, that's my name, Dolores Watson. I was told you might be able to help me. I'm trying to speak. Or, no, she's also she's spoken to a man who claimed to be able to write letters to the dead. And uh, Madame explains, Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a technique you can use, but uh, it's not really yeah. as reliable as the phone. <laughs> you can write letters to the dead, and you might get a reply, but it can take weeks or years, and... And the replies, when they start to come, are all scorched, and they smell funny, and the phone is a far more effective tool when talking to the dead, apparently. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, yeah, when she was young, she found this secret number written in dust on an antique mirror, and so she dialed it up, and she heard them. Millions of dead people talking. And Dolores explains she's trying to get in touch with someone you see, someone who's very dear to her. His name is Flex. Flex Mentallo. Storylines are coming together. And the lady says, well, I have a message for you. And she says, is it a message from Flex? Oh, my God. She says, no, not from him. It's the memory of a dead bird. And all the fishes were hollow, my dear, and all of them swam at me. And she asks, does the dead hand mean anything to you? She says, I don't really know. Is Flex? That's all I have. That's the message. Even the dead can be frightened by things worse than death. The telephones are afraid. Sometimes they ring at night, a queer sound like weeping. And when I answer, I hear terrible voices. The dead are afraid. And that kind of closes out our little prologue there. Bad stuff is coming. Flex is mixed up in it. Telephones are involved. Telephones are involved. (laughs) That's terribly bad. Alrighty, so then we dive in and we get to meet the Doom Patrol, and they are back on the planet of the Anamathematicians, I believe. Anamathematicians? Yeah, yeah. What did I say? Is that not what I said? <laughs> you put the extra syllable on the and I'm at the men now. The extra syllables are fun. <laughs> they are... Are they landing on the Judge Rock? They came to the Judge Rock, didn't they? Or is that the other planet? Hmm. Uh, these guys are going to... These guys are in, yeah, the, in the, the, the web or whatever it's called. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, yes, the Judge Rock is the other. It's on the... Yeah. It's, it's, These uh, guys are hanging with the spider guild beads. Yes, the Judge Rock is where there's this little tiny flower or something that they want to yeah, pick. that they're fighting over. Yes, they're fighting over the flower. All right, so they're floating around in space. Jane is super impressed, but uh, Cliff is like, eh, I don't really get excited anymore. <laughs> She's like, well, I think it's terrific. And the little web dude says... It's going to be war. The message is the same on every frequency. The mesh is alive. Our yep. air's electric with preparation for war. So they are heading to meet the uh, head dudes here. The cage. The cage. They're heading to the cage to meet the uh, 
the leaders, because these little webheads that were supposed to collect Rhea Jones obviously lost her, so they need to face judgment there. So they arrived at the Cage of Insect Generation. And once again, Crazy Jane thinks, it's amazing! And Cliff is like, where we come from, cages are used to imprison people. <laughs> and the web guy says, well, you are no longer where we come from. And this is no prison. This is the heart of the mesh. Mother and father of us all, here our prayers are processed and our dreams are distilled into fuel that powers the dreaming cities. Follow me, we will be expected. Expected by who? Jane decides she's going to correct his grammar. By whom? It's by whom? <laughs> grammar Nazi. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably just one of her personalities. That's right, the grammar Nazi. <laughs> grammar Nazi. We don't see very often. Uh, you know, the, the power doesn't come, come in handy very often. In, uh, no. Stories. <laughs> no, perhaps by the editors. The editors could use it sometimes, but... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm I would be actually really surprised that uh, if Grant Morrison couldn't come up with a story where the key to defeating the enemy was correcting their grammar. <laughs> totally. Wait for it. It'll be in action comics in a month or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superman goes up against the grammar Nazis. <laughs> All righty. Enough jibber jabber. Here we go. Uh, all right, so they beam on down or whatever they do. They fly down. They meet the leaders. And uh, the anathematicians of the cage await. And they look similar to the web people. They just Their heads are a little pointy. and They don't seem to have the necks. They don't really have the, yeah, the web. It kind of comes up like a Ku Klux Klan helmet. Kind, yeah, 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 yeah. Not really... Go straight out of the neck, but yes. Otherwise, similar. There, yeah, similar, similar style, but a little different. Yes, they're obviously of a different class. Yes, they're the upper, the upper classes. You get to lose your neck when you're the upper class. <laughs> All right, so we dive back to uh, right. regular town, where Dorothy and Flex Mantello are hanging out. And Flex is asking, are you sure you know what you're doing? Really? Because <laughs> there's moose and there's hairspray and scissors and combs. And she's like, oh, yeah. I used to always cut Ma and Pa's hair back at the farm. You just tell me how you want it. All right, I'll try. I just don't know if I can remember. So half an hour goes by and he's like, well, well, what? I finished, says Dorothy. I think it looks pretty good. See, what do you think? And he looks in the mirror and he's like, oh, my God, it's me. I'm Flex Mentallo. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, and he's got like the matinee idol good looks. He's lost the beard. Those little sort of uh, weird little parts in his hair. I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dorothy brushes it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's only looking at one side of his face, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we go back into the cage, and Cliff is asking, what's the problem? What do they want? And the web guy says, my companion and I are required to suffer punishment for our failure to secure the pupa. Perhaps it will be the ceaseless shriek, or perhaps our mind will be cored and used as oubliettes. <laughs> 
And we uh, see the animathetitians. They've got their hands filled with little spiky, sparkly things. I know, I know. <laughs> it's going to be one of those words. <laughs> I'm going to need to use it in a sentence like ten times today. <laughs> it's going to come up in the conversation. You just know it. Absolutely it will. <laughs> As we're serving dinner. <laughs> All right, so dude is being given the flowers of anguish. He's being given to the garden, and he is not too happy about that. Because mm-hmm. he kind of... Oh, no, he doesn't quite... I thought he exploded, but no. Something else happens. Just before he's sent away, the smoke dog appears in the middle of the cage. We've, of course, met the smoke dogs a couple issues ago. They are all teeth... Teeth and muscle, no eyes, big nose. Yep. Yep. Cliff, oh, excuse me, has not seen this thing before, but everyone else is a little familiar with it. They're like, there's been a breach. The web web wound. The cage is breached. Activate prayer shields. Cliff just wants to know what the hell a smoke dog is just before it chomps on him. (laughs) Basically tears his legs off. (laughs) Ah, classic Christie. That's right. Lose the legs. That hasn't happened in a couple of issues. So, you know, we were yeah. due. We were totally due. <laughs> He's That's a, actually probably the major difference between Cliff Steele and the Morrison run and Cliff Steele and the original run is usually Cliff, if Cliff goes in and, uh, you know, starts fighting and then gets torn apart. Yes. <laughs> Cliff and the Morrison run just sort of stands around wondering what the hell's going on and then gets torn apart. And then gets torn apart. <laughs> He tried the active thing. That wasn't working for him. The passive thing. Eh. I don't know if it's working either. (laughs) He, of course, still pounds the smoke dog. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) and crawls away as electricity is sparking all around his lower half there. Words. Yes. (laughs) He's spilling out all his electric guts. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. (laughs) <laughs> the dog pushed him across the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's tossed around. Dog, dog, I said. And we see that Crazy Jane has decided to uh, bring out one of her personalities. Let's romp. Oh, it's Black Anna. Yes, she's got the claws. Giant with the Wolverine claws. Right on. She starts cutting it up. Changed your mind, have you? Changed your mind? And the smoke dog is just growling and groaning in the corner. Always the same. They always... And she starts to turn back to Crazy Jane. Cliff? And she runs over to him. Cliff, come on, come on. And she tries dragging him, but of course he's like, heavy. Speak to me, Cliff. And he's like, give it to me straight, Doc. Will I ever dance on Broadway? <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Waka, waka, waka. Right on. Always with the jokes there, Mr. Cliff. Yeah. It's just keeping it light. Keeping it, you know. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. It's no, fine. it'll all be good. Who needs legs? I've gone through a million of them. <laughs> all right, so we check in on Rhea and Rebus. And uh, we learn. Oh, excuse me again. This is Huss speaking, I think. We decided to reply, stroke respond, to the mesh attack by sending, stroke dispatching a smoke dog into the cathedral of the cage. It was only a token gesture. The dog will have been too weakened, stroke damaged by the stresses of its journey to do much harm. Rebus wants to know where they're going. 
You'll have to stop, stroke, discontinue, employing words that have no meaning, stroke value here. One doesn't go anywhere in the kaleidoscape. In your terms, one simply arrives without traveling. And see, we've arrived. And he points to this big, giant door with a... It's almost like a Kirby door with bones and stuff all over the yeah. fringes. It was fairly Kirby-esque, yeah. yeah. A little something in there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he explains this is the engine that drives, strokes, powers the kaleidoscope. This is the shadow cabinet. Oh. Ooh. I wonder if... Uh... Not the one from Milestone, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if Dwayne McDuffie knows that. Oh. Yeah. This is how they're being brought back to the DCU. <laughs> they're coming through Morrison. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you think, Euroboros? Can you hear the voices of times gone? He says, it sounds like a cheap radio. And why do you call me Euroboros? Well, that's what you are, says Huss. The snake devour, or the snake swallowing, stroke devouring its tail. Self-regenerating monster. You are only in the early stroke preliminary stages of your transformation, of course. Yes, says Rebus. The oh, Enigma Regis is to come soon. Ooh. And what does soon mean? And by whose time scale is soon predicated? I don't care. I have other things to think, stroke, worry about. <laughs> <laughs> War is upon us, and I must consult, stroke, commune with my shadow cabinet. These here are my ministers, stroke advisors, generations of my predecessors, all those who were hus before me, reduced to an essence, stroke, quiddity, and here confined. Okay, so we see um, a wall full of jars, I guess, and they're filled with, well, shadows, I guess, shadow cabinet. <laughs> and Huss says, I myself will be uh, placed here when my time comes, or not, if the Judge Rock contains what I hope it does. Huss's whole deal is about becoming immortal. That's right. The greatest Huss his people have ever known. That's right. He doesn't want to be stuck in some jar. Mm-hmm. And who oh, was, really? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really. Who would? As far as understandable motivations for villainy go, I think he's uh, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. All right, so we go back to the cage, and we've got a ceremony going on. By bell, by book, and by candle, we summon the segmented and glorious creatures who seethe and multiply in time's foundations, and by whose will all things are made manifest. The bell to wake thee into our pale world, the book, thy testament, which opens like a door into thy shining realms, whose pages burn us with the glory and the light of thy kingdom. The candles to light thy way in our present darkness, this poor spirit glow to guide you to us. And we see all of the... uh, Web guys, they've got little candles, and they're hanging out, having a service. Mm-hmm. And Jane asks, what are they doing? <laughs> Invoking the powers in preparation for the pheromone communion. It was fortunate that the smoke dog arrived when it did. The anathematicians have <laughs> postponed my suffering. We call upon you in our hour of greatest need and ask that you come through us. No, come among us, and then through us. (laughs) I must confess, I'm rather pleased that I've managed to avoid the garden. 
What about Cliff? Says Jane. Where do they take him? He's being repaired. Don't you worry. Repaired? Here? And the dog? There. The dog has been taken into the cage where, where it will be broken down and studied. Quiet now. The cardinal is about to open the picks, picks yeah. and begin communion. Ah, uh, yeah. Right on. It's like Catholic Mass. Yes. <laughs> that's a stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Yes, that's sit what I've heard. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's I've never heard. Throw in a communion and you're good. You're good. <laughs> All right, so we see the smoke dog. It's being taken along on a big uh, claw. claw. Claw drops it into a big vat of goo, which breaks it down and chomps it up. It looks uh, like, yeah, it's just been eaten. Yeah. Bugs are eaten by bugs. Yes. All the while, the uh, cardinal is jibber-jabbering, mm-hmm. saying his little religious stuff. Make us strong, make us win, yada yada. Yeah. We've got the power. Go. We've got the power. And then we get a montage. <laughs> the whole town, the whole uh, world there. All the bells in the lamp-lit cities toll together, and the clocks in the watchtowers chime. Barometers drop. There's a change in the weather. New air blows through the vast grottos of the mesh. An air alive with chemical transmissions. Uh, Climactic perfumes triggering the apocrine glands. Mm -hmm. Scented sweat is released. Narcotic fogs of charged sweat. Mm. The waters and the gases of communion. So, you know, on and on. We're seeing people praying and they're down on the ground, throwing their hands up in the air. Visions start to begin. Insects in the walls. Mosquito fires crackling along the spine with malarial ecstasy. (laughs) Yes, the blood ignites. Epileptic orgasm fire in the forebrain. People are just having a rough time of it. I don't know. They don't look like they're having a rough time. <laughs> Those two there, anyway. Those two are having, well, they're having a good time, perhaps. Mm. Yes, one woman cries out in a sex fever of termites boiling in the septum. A man writhes and chatters in the coils of oiled centipedes. It is crazy time here. Yep. The insect mind is becoming ascendant. One people united in communion. One mind, one purpose. And in the deep zones, there's a sudden quiet. In the zone of armored ghosts, the clash of rusty metal subsides. In the zone of delusion, the flowers pause in the midst of their feasting. <laughs> there's a little hand sticking up out of the field of poppies or whatever. Help me. <laughs> oh, flowers everywhere. The zone of whining rain enjoys a dry spell. For 15 minutes, not a breeze stirs. Something is coming. Drum beats of war and the judge rock trembles. Yep. And then Crazy Jane asks, Are you taking me to Cliff? Is he here? What happened to all the people? They take communion and they prepare for war. The pheromone communion joins all of these as one mind which is the cage, and through the cage we touch the powers. Ah, yes, many eggs hatching from these dreaming heads, shining soldiers for the war. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) She's probably not alone in that. 
Yeah. He's like, eh, this way. I thought you said the war had been going on for ages. How can it be starting again? It's not starting, but it's undergoing one of its periodic metamorphoses. This will be a new kind of struggle. Perhaps the final struggle if the geomancers dare to threaten the Judge Rock. Look there. She's like, what is it? What's that sound? Oh, what is it? Is it a spider? A gigantic spider? I hate spiders. And we see... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get just the shadow. (laughs) Take them away. I hate them. How am I to understand you people? What is there to fear, says the uh, web guy. No, I'm not frightened of spiders. What am I thinking of, says Crazy Jane? I've never been. Oh, my God. And then we see uh, Cliff's face. And he says, Jane, hi. And she says, Cliff. And we get the splash page. <laughs> and he's like, just thought I'd slip into something a little more comfortable. And of so course. Yeah. From his waist down, he's got giant spider legs. Guns <laughs> attached and wires and stuff. Yeah, he's a cool. giant mecho spider. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool thing to do with Cliff. Yes. Ah, he's taking it in stride. <laughs> Well, that's one thing this this Cliff Steel is. He's stoic. Yes. All right. Whatever. Lost my legs. Now I'm a Spider-Man. All right. (laughs) (laughs) There are worse things, I guess. (laughs) Excellent. That, of course, brings us to the end. The cliffhanger. (laughs) As we uh, wonder what's going to happen next. We get to the uh, letters page, which is uh, dealing with the Monsieur Mala story, I believe. Ah, yes. <laughs> and the inevitable Joker who says, after all these years, <laughs> it's good to see the brain of Monsieur Mala get a brief chance to monkey around. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Totally. Well, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, hey, there's somebody from Ontario here. All right. Ooh, Mississauga, Ontario. Scott Tilson from Mississauga, Ontario. Huh. There you go. And he was not as big a fan, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, he says... That was just too bizarre. Really? Come on. <laughs> it was yeah. a hallucination, wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> Gary was worrying that he wouldn't be able to maintain the weird, wonderful style he's given this book without being repetitive. Duh. Uh, yeah, no worries. Okay, so I guess he does like it. He likes it, totally. That's good. Yes. We were going to have to disown him as Canadians. Yeah, we would have, uh... I could send him out of the border, yeah. Yeah. However, since he enjoys it, he's... It's all good. He's good to stay. <laughs> all righty. That brings us to the end of an issue. Yes. Yes. And we checked our mail. <laughs> yeah. There's no mail this week. But we yes. checked it, man. When we check <laughs> it, it's not there. When we don't check it, that's when it shows That's up. when it all piles up, totally. <laughs> but if you want to send us mail that we that will check, check. <laughs> you can send it to doompodtroll at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can wander over to the website, which is doompodtroll.com, and you can leave us your comments over there. Indeed. Indeedy. All righty. Bug people in the, uh, they're not bug people in the...
spider legs on. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Alrighty, we will catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.